I'm not going anywhere tonight. I'm just jokes if anybody thinks I'm... You literally say that now and I know that you're going to put on a fucking bomb-ass outfit after you finish that bottle of wine and I'm going to see snaps from you and then you're going to somehow convince me to leave my bed to go out. That's what's going to happen. Holy shit. My how the tables have turned. Because that was our reality (laughs) when we first fucking met. Quite literally. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I hated how I said that. Let me redo it. Um, I hated how you said that too. (laughs) You hated hated it? I did. I hated it. I'm sorry. Okay, one more time. Here we go. Good morning. GM. Blocked? I'm fucking blocking you. (laughs) Did you just GM me? Yeah, I abbreviated good morning. On our final podcast? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning, Brianna. How are you? I am excited that this is that this is how we're ending our season, that it's just you and I, because I think when we originally started this podcast, we did not have enough faith in us as just a duo. And we felt like we needed other people to, I don't know, be engaging and to be interesting, which, by the way, so fucking love all the guests that we brought on and am excited to continue that in season two. But I'm most excited about the fact that, <laughs> oh my, okay, I was about to go way too far with that. I was about to be like, we came into this world together and we're going to ride through it together. <laughs> no, Brianna, we're not twins. <laughs> we did not share. <laughs> kind of have like an age difference and stuff, but it's fine. Like basically uh, same thing. No, I I love every guest we've had on here. And it's really, uh, first of all, motivated us and pumped us up. But I think like what you said is we really did not think that you and I could just have a conversation and it'd be worth listening to. Yeah. And it's I feel like it's there's no better way to end this podcast than you and I, baby. Yes. Free fucking tweet. Thank you also to the listeners who have endorsed endorsed is totally not the right word. Fuck. I haven't had red wine in a while. So I mean they can show. endorse us. My uh Venmo is <laughs> Dude, you know what I realized? So, like, you know how there's girls with, like, OnlyFans and their Venmos? I feel like Patreon. Have you heard of Patreon? I, I Yeah, my girlfriend does Patreon. You I, know who I'm talking about. Okay, so, I, okay, yes. I was going to say, I feel like Patreon is the, like, classy, classier. classier OnlyFans. Well, if you advertise for Patreon, it's not, em- like, oh, my God, it's not embarrassing if you advertise no for OnlyFans. But there's no stigma. My thing about starting OnlyFans, which... Yeah, I fucking have had the thought I'm a girl in Los Angeles who hasn't anyways, is if I advertise for it, people are automatically going to assume that I'm doing nudity. And But Patreon is, yeah, it's like a classier version. Like if you advertise that, most people don't even know what it is. It's the exact same concept and structure as OnlyFans. There's just no stigma to it. It is the top shelf OnlyFans. Ooh, the little Casamigos of OnlyFans. Oh, you just froze on my you just froze on my screen and that was not I think you keep me humble, Ray. I hated your intro. You had a horrible freeze face <laughs> on my on my screen. These are the ki- types of friends who need to keep cool. No, I'm supposed to hype you up, you badass bitch. With the perfect no, eyebrows and the best chin. I mean, obviously, you guys can tell we are not in the studio, as Brie likes to call it. Brianna is in her comfy, cute apartment with her baby Jackson. And I am in my studio. <laughs> but You're in your posh studio. Yeah, my posh studio with 
one too many couches. <laughs> you can't really, you cannot really count the second one as a couch. Ray has lots of seating in her studio. I have lots of seating. If you want to come and hang out, we got options. Ray is ready to entertain, which is ironic because you have a studio and I don't have in any seating in my one bedroom apartment. Well, if you would like my second couch. <laughs> but yeah, update on your week. What's going on? Uh, I've had a great week professionally. Does that does that count? Yeah, that counts, dude. You're killing know, that's, it. That's not, like, that's not like juicy. That's not like what people tune in to hear. But yes, I've had oh a great week. Oh my God, they don't only want to hear when we're crying <laughs> on the fucking floor, dude. I mean, is it? <laughs> Damn, I don't know. Maybe. You let us know. This is like an abusive relationship. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm actually getting my own team at work, which is wild and exciting. But I get to, I'm like leading, hiring for it, training it, training for it, all that jazz. And the whispers that have gone on have said that the goal is for me to just lead this whole division. Basically, my role, what I do at work, didn't exist before I came in. And I came in, I've worked my fucking ass off these last two years. I created enough value where they want to hire more of me basically. Yeah, that feels good. Not gonna lie. What about you, Ray? Tell us about your week. Oh, about my week. Okay. Well, on Sunday, I was contacted by the dead. (laughs) Oh my god. You're laughing because you understand. So, (laughs) wow. Okay. So, This past Sunday, an ex-boyfriend of mine reached out that I have not talked to in quite some time for many, many reasons. Ray was contacted by the dead. And by the dead, it's because we – not like, oh, I need to go about my life just pretending and thinking like my ex is dead. As a lot of the population, I think, does. No, no. You're contacted by the dead because it it was very logical to assume that he was deceased and actually not of this world. Because of his lifestyle. Yeah, his lifestyle, what he does, (laughs) and the fact that he had not surfaced the internet for over a year. A lot of great signs pointing towards not being here anymore, but turns out, baby. He's alive and kicking. Or maybe not alive, because I'm pretty sure he's dead inside. He's kicking. Yeah, there is no life inside of this man. Um, But he is for sure kicking. He sent me a beautiful thought out well-written message that went you okay (laughs) no fucker you traumatized me (laughs) but it's okay i'm fine like how does merch idea like hallmark cards and i really want to make it just you okay just you know a a checking in on a friend card (laughs) you okay thinking about you no question mark no period like he couldn't even put a question mark no punctuation like i'm like wow we haven't talked for x amount of time you put me through living hell that i like escaped by my thin in my hair and you send me you okay how did he expect me to respond is beyond me that was a little bit of an exciting twister um and then (laughs) (laughs) Yes, go on. It was a big week for Ray. The universe is just really, is something really exciting is on the horizon. And I say that because what the fuck, universe? Like the things you threw at me in the span of a couple days. Also, we'll talk about this later, but I donated my eggs 
And that procedure happened on Sunday. So my motherfucking hormones, my guy. Yes, because the process of donating your eggs, you were having to literally shoot yourself in the stomach with extra hormones. So you're just... Yeah, I was I was doped up. <laughs> doped up on... <laughs> Sorry. Hormones. Doped, doped up, up on, on emotions. <laughs> it's so, so Sunday, the procedure happened in the morning. And I actually kind of thank God because Brianna had to pick me up. And she stayed with me for a few hours. So when I got that message that sent me <laughs> into a, a little episode, she was there. Knowing everything I know. that Your response, I think, was very normal, even if you weren't doped up on a lot of extra hormones. So I can't imagine what it felt like being on basically steroids, <laughs> emotional steroids. By the way, if you're a man listening to this, you want to talk about female hormones, especially in the capacity of like when babies are involved. It's steroids for your emotions. But long story short, um, the egg donation did go well, by the way, if anyone's wondering. Anyways, so Sunday I get that message from the deceased boyfriend. Three days later, I go to the grocery store. And a little backstory, I used to date someone that lived in downtown LA. And we used to go to this grocery store together when we were dating. And that was before I actually moved to downtown. So after moving to downtown... I, I go to this grocery store and it's like, I can't help but look around and be like, am I going to fucking run into this well, wait, guy? This is making you sound, you live very close to each other. So it's your, both of your local grocery store now. So it's not like you yeah. go out of your way. Oh my God. Go I don't go out of my way. Store. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. It's, it's downtown LA. There's not many options. It's the Ralph's. I sometimes can't <laughs> afford Whole Foods. Depends on the month. Depends on the Patreon or the OnlyFans. So every time I exit the grocery store, I always look to my right because I always think I've envisioned it a million times, like seeing him. But this time I look to the right and I see that said ex downtown boyfriend. I actually froze, dude. I was like, uh, uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go left and I'm going to walk. Not because I'm a 5'11", very noticeable person. I was like, he won't see me. I walk, I make it to the end of the light, and I get stopped by the light. And I'm just facing that corner. I'm like, don't, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. All of a sudden, I hear, hey, Ray, the motherfucking hairs on the back of my neck stood right up. I was like, I turned around. I was like, oh, hey. (laughs) I didn't know what to do when I saw you, so I just kept walking. Because what the fuck do you do when you see your ex-boyfriend that you filed a restraining order against mm-hmm. on in public, baby? Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a pro tip to boys and ladies. If your ex blocked your number, blocked any type of way you reached out to them, Instagram, WhatsApp, Telegram, God, Signal, if they block you from Venmo. everything. Venmo. <laughs> Beyond it not being a healthy relationship, there were a lot of, like, scary, I'm not safe factors involved. And obviously the police were involved. And I still protected him for a long time. If somebody has articulated it to you, if the police have articulated it to you, if they have blocked you on even the most random apps, it is time to take a look in the mirror and look inward. Maybe your ex isn't being the crazy just a logical one. Maybe it's you, my guy or my girl. And for the other side of that is some people built different, my guy. Some people weren't built with the pure emotion. Some people are sociopaths and sometimes we date them. 
And sometimes it's hard to accept that. <laughs> and it's such, it's such a delicate topic too, right? Because it's so easy to villainize your ex, especially yeah. when you're fucking with a sociopath. You just want to believe they're a broken person. So you make a lot of excuses for them. Yeah. It's easier to believe that they're broken rather than to believe that their feelings for you are fake. They don't just charm and trick you. They charm and trick your friends and your family. There's this idea that it's super obvious and wow, they're crazy, but it's so not. They literally create a web and put you in the center of it. So like they financially inserted themselves where at first it seemed like, oh, I'm so grateful. They're helping me. Oh, they're getting me work. But what they were doing was creating this web, right? Getting close to my friends, being this my source of income. It was what seemed to be like the most perfect situation ended up being the most perfect trap. That was beautiful. Ooh, fucking title. It seems like the perfect situation is really a perfect trap. <laughs> okay, let's get out of sociopaths because they don't deserve our time. So basically this episode, Brianna and I don't have an outline and we just kind of wanted to end this episode or this season, kind of how we should have started it by not giving a fuck, being ourselves and that's what we're doing. Season two, though, is going to be exciting. And season one was literally Brianna and I sitting in Brianna's apartment, just like, hey, let's just fucking do it. And we released our hot ass photos of us in a bathtub. <laughs> I'm just going to expose ourselves. We had no episodes recorded yet. Oh, not one. When Ray and I first had the idea for this podcast, we just we we have lived and we will continue to live this ridiculous life that not a lot of people get access to but it all honestly like i think we came in with it with like a lot of superficial stories and scandal that we were excited to like you know share the dirt and it turned into this really inquisitive self-reflective season which i have zero regrets about and i really love that it grew into that and i just think the whole idea of strong coffee is epic and it keeps and that's the point of it right it, it's grown into what is strong coffee to you right what does strong coffee mean to you what you just said is it started with us thinking oh we're gonna share our scandal stories because we have some fucking scandals you know and as this went we ended up touch <laughs> touching on really intense subjects and in, i mean many subjects but you realize like that is what makes you you i think what this season really showed us was the other side of midnight is not just, you know, the early AMs where you're partying and the early AMs where you're crushing business deals. The other side of midnight is, you know, who's there when you wake up? Who's there when the party is over, when it ends? And also what feelings are there? And we touched on a lot of that this season. And we weren't expecting it, nor were we with our guests. But that really speaks to the fact of kind of unmasking LA. LA is fun. I think everybody should live in LA for at least six months to a year of their life in their totally. 20s. Oh my God. It is time. I don't know what kind of sound that was. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but Brianna, I think it's time. The people have been waiting since episode one. You have big news to share with everybody. And I think it's time. You share it, baby. Are you ready? Am I ready? I think as ready as I'll ever be, baby. And that is, I am officially moving to Austin, Texas, along with the rest of California, <laughs> in mid-September, early October. And yeah, it's, I was talking to Marlene about this, our, our shared therapist. 
I was like, you know what, Marlene? I'm 27 years old and pretty much every single decision I've made, whether it's related to school, a job, what job to take, not take, relationships, I've just, I've always been very insecure about. I've never had like that surefire assurance. And this is the one thing, the one decision in 27 years where I have zero doubts that it's the right move and step to take. Uh, I also think somebody in my building is taking a shower, so I can't tell if the water running in the background that you can hear through the pipes in my walls is going to come through on the pod or not, but oh, oh, it stopped. Okay. I'm not going to re-record that, so sorry about the background noise. But yes, Austin, it's a move for work as I continue to grow in this role. It's just professionally makes the most sense and it's the most has the most exciting trajectory for me to just move to Austin at this time. It's got live music. It's got art. It's got everything I love all over it. It's got no state income tax, though. Let's be real. This is high on the list. I'm trying to give Jackson the life he deserves. Yes, though, that's that's the big news. It's I, I'm moving to Austin, Texas. I'm very fucking excited about it. I've been I've fucking lived in California my whole I've lived everywhere that's worth living in California. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. I think my trajectory is um, live in Austin for a year to two years, <laughs> save a lot of money, make more money, and then hopefully move to Europe if, you know, things go as planned, which they probably won't because nothing goes as planned. <laughs> but I stand behind that everyone should leave the state that they're from and live somewhere else, even if it's just in America. You have to. Get out. That's the crazy thing about, I mean, yes, you technically have like a real job, but our lifestyles are very crazy. Like a lot of people need a lot of heavy stability and we're very like, well, this pod takes off. You know, we might live in Texas for this amount of time or we might move to London or we might move there. Like, I love that. Well, you you want to know why our lives are like that and why we can make decisions like, hey, fuck it. I'm, <laughs> do you want to know why I love our lives aren't cakewalks? Please tell me. <laughs> Because things not going our way, things not, I mean, even when you're fully set up for success, right? Like you grew up in that quintessential picturesque, all cards in your favor. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Still came out fucked up. (laughs) Still came out fucked up. Yes, but no, no, but yes. I mean this in the most positive way possible. We both have very different upbringings. Yes, you had the beautiful white family married parents, um, the three kids, and your trajectory, life still threw shit at you that could have derailed you, but instead you were able to pivot and figure it out and live through that, which means that you can live through anything, anywhere. Um, I mean, this is kind of going off on a tangent. Nobody's surprised. You, my guy, I mean, the shit that you've taken care of yourself through and figured it out through, um, you're my hero. I mean, you have quite literally been my hero in like actual situations. Quite, quite literally have carried you over my shoulder. <laughs> Sorry, too dark, too dark. Too dark. <laughs> oh, not too dark, on real, honest. But uh, to bring it back to what I was saying is I think it scares a lot of people, this aspect of like picking up and going and moving to a totally new city and totally have gotten blowback. Both of us have on, are you, what are you doing? Like, are you, have you thought this out? Like, yes, we have. And we're not fucking scared of what could happen because both of us have experienced every and anything that could go wrong happening and we've just made it work. And so people think that our life is 
that that means that that's a lack of stability but it's actually when you when you've made it work through anything it's you start trusting yourself to make it work anywhere instead of trusting the variables and the situation you trust yourself and that means that anywhere we go any any time we pick up and go we're always going to have stability because we have a stable trust in ourselves to make it fucking happen and work and I realized that not a lot of people, that that's not as a common trait like I thought it was. And I'm just really loving, especially with this whole nomadic remote work culture that's really exploding now. I really hope more people can find the stability in the inconsistency, how you can still have stability in a very inconsistent life. And once you do adopt that understanding and you do embrace that idea, your life, the places you can go and things you can experience in life are so much bigger and so much fucking further. I used to really envy people who just had a successful safe swim lane, like those people where nothing ever bad really happened to them. They never really took a, an L professionally or personally. Um, I used to really envy that. And now I'm so thankful that that has not been my reality in life because I don't know. I, I actually I find I feel bad for those people now because I've experienced that when shit does not go according to their personal predetermined planned out narrative, they don't know how to fucking act. They don't know how to adapt. All they know how to do is get like mad and frustrated and kind of, as Maddo was saying, like choke fate into being what they want it and need it to be instead of being able to like pivot and have bigger, better things. Let's take the romance, the romanticism of stable and safe. Now just reads predictable and vanilla. And of course, there's room for that in your life. But for the most part, team instability, baby. (laughs) Team traumatic turns. So basically what you're saying is trauma is tremendous. (laughs) Trauma is a treat. Wow, we're just a couple of fucked up kids making a pod talking about trauma. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate that. And I hope people – and now I know because we've been doing this for so long, people have reached out to us and they are relating. Bree and I didn't know what was going to happen when we said some of the shit we've said. Absolutely not. You listening to us is new? Us speaking to you is new, my guy. Yeah. It's real. It's very raw. And I hope we never lose that. First season was the beta brew. Season two is going to be the alpha Americano. I'm so excited for season two because we've learned so much. Like, A, be more prepared. Huh. <laughs> but at season two, we're going to have content. We're going to have video. So when we oh, would do yeah. our podcast, there's going to be visuals. We we realized when we started this that visuals was just too much. We needed to just focus on our voice. But we got the voice down finally. You know, from first episode to episode 10, we got it down. We are ourselves. <laughs> but there are some exciting things potentially on the horizon. Actually, how about this? Season two, I have exciting news for you. <laughs> or or maybe not exciting news. <laughs> well, either you know what? Fuck it. If this thing that I'm speaking about right now doesn't happen for me, I will motherfucking do something crazy and I will have something exciting to share with you season two. So either way, season two, I'm opening up with a banger. Either there is... Okay, I'll tell you what's going to First of all, it's going to happen. I might be biased, but in my brain, there's no way that that opportunity does not go down for you. But if it doesn't go down for you, that's fine because you'll just join me in Texas a bit earlier. 
to everybody who's asking, whoa, what's going to happen to you and Ray? Uh, the same, nothing. Everybody acts as if I'm dying. Like, oh, or as if like I've been barred from California. Like once I leave, I can never come back. You know what? It's a lot of people don't have the balls to pick up and change shit about their life. But beyond that, just like opportunity. It's like, I'm not just... But even if I was just moving there because I wanted to change, great. And do you know why though, Ray? Because how many times actually, I just ran this math, within our friendship, you fucking picked up and moved somewhere new for an extended period of time. You went to Bali <laughs> That's for why I feel so strongly about this. That's <laughs> why I feel so strongly. I'm like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> you moved to Bali for a month. You, you were in Africa and New Zealand and other places for literally like six months. So people do it and it's, yeah, I, I get it. And it's like, it's not easy. There's so many unanswered questions, but you know what? It's also like, I can, you can always come back, but you know what? I hope I don't come back. I hope I keep moving forward. I hope I either, if I don't settle my life in, in Austin, which honestly at this point, I'm just so excited to keep going, going, going. I'm, I'm not moving there being like, oh, I'm going to move to Austin and like put down roots and buy a house and just stay there. Like if that happens, cool. I just am on this fucking amped prophesis of just like keep going forward. Like I'm gonna do Austin, and then you know what? Then what's next, baby? What's next? Europe, Mexico? No, I'm done with Mexico. I'm fucking done with Mexico, dude. Actually, Mexico. we're both done with Mexico. I don't really want to spend any money to go back there. So, but if anyone wants to take me, <laughs> all expenses paid. <laughs> uh, honestly, if anyone wants to take me to dinner, if you're an attractive man or woman, apparently. And wants to buy me an expensive glass of wine and a nice dinner. I'm all here for it, baby, because this bitch is on a budget. Uh, She's on a budget, but she does have some standards, right, Raymond? If you've been blocked by your ex on more than one app, um, please do not apply. Yeah, do not apply. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I guess I should have some kind of standard. I'll buy her the expensive glass of wine. I will. I will. I I think I've been in like 10 different countries where I get there and I'm like, Brianna, it's been a day. And she Venmo's me $15 to go get a glass of red wine because this bitch knows me. (laughs) We're all over the board today. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Raymond, what are your goals over the course of the next three months? Okay, so some current goals that are nothing crazy, but are healthy and things I really want to do is one, I, I want to fucking work out more, dude. <laughs> I want to add working out to like, now that my gym is open in my building, I wanted to, I want to work out somewhat every day. Even if that means going to Ralph's, buying six bottles of wine, cause you get that discount code and then taking the long way home. I want some <laughs> sort of exercise. <laughs> And then use the bottles of wine as your weights. Exactly. That's motivating as fuck. Uh, two, I definitely want to eat in. I don't want to fucking spend money out out anymore. When It sucks when you're in that financial position in life where like you spend money to eat out and you're just like, wow, that could have gone towards this Botox procedure I wanted. <laughs> I hate that. I don't want to be there. Like, so right now, okay, I, I don't want to be like, oh, I haven't got Botox. I haven't, but bitch, it's on the horizon for me, okay? We all knew that was going to come one way or another. I live in Los Angeles. Thank you. Moving on. I'll let you guys know how it goes for me when it happens, but I'm eating out too much for it to happen anytime soon. <laughs> I want to be more creative. I feel like a lot of the friends and people I have in my life have nine to five jobs. So on the weekend, they just want to send it. Mm, no one wants to really create with me like you and I do, right? Yeah, that's. I don't have any friends that 
want to do that when I hang out with them. I have friends that want to get fucked up and I love them. I love you guys. But I need to surround myself more with people that have work lives like me because I don't have a nine to five. So when the weekend comes around, I I don't necessarily want to send it. Damn, dude, that's a really good perspective to bring up. I never even thought about it that way. But it but it is true. Me and a lot of our friends we hang out with, we do have Monday, Friday, nine to fives. And so yeah, come Friday night and Saturday night, we're like, the thing is like, let's all go out to a drink. We've had stressful work weeks. And of course, you're like, well, I mean, I want to socialize. Yes, I want to socialize. I, I want to see people. So I get excited. But then it's like, even if I find friends to hang out with Monday through Friday, so I can see my alcoholic friends on the weekend. <laughs> I just yeah. I just want to yeah. surround myself with people who want to create, you know, just like even Brie and I doing this podcast. It's like open this other exciting part of my life where I, I'm not making any money from this, but I'm doing what really, really makes me tick. I'm doing what has been the reason I've never really had a real job is I've always wanted to be somewhat a creator. So that's on my horizon. My last goal is healing this motherfucking brain because everyone gets to see fun ray, except for Brie. Brie gets to see all rays. But I have to live with with hurt ray and we ain't having fun no more, baby. So we are going to heal we are going to put me first. So when I don't answer your message about coming out tonight, don't take it fucking personal. I'm being selfish. Ray's going to be selfish for the next bit amount of time so that I can, you know, be happy all around. Like I said, I don't want to be a miserable housewife. I'm going to be the best housewife ever. Happy as fuck taking my kids to soccer. <laughs> Anyways, that's my uh, current goals. Brianna, what's your current goals? <laughs> I'm just smiling because I, I love your goals. and. No, I'm I'm really proud of you and your goals. This is part of what growing up with a person is like, is I've seen you grow up. I've seen your goals change. I've seen your priorities change. Like you said, like we <laughs> talked about earlier, like Jesus Christ, like, it was not that long ago where you were the one going out at 11, calling me, convincing me to go out. And somehow these fucking tables have turned. But my goals... <laughs> I, uh, financial goals, I would, I want to start having an actual savings and paying off debt into paid, but I just really want to kind of be smarter financially. And I would love by this time next year to be fully debt free. And I do know it's possible. So yes, be more financially responsible, have certain priorities. Oh my God, this is weird. Cause I've, I've got this big goal to buy. I want to buy my first property by the time I'm 30. I'm going to be 28 ah! in September. The cal- But I also don't want to just buy something for the sake of buying something. Like I want to buy a fucking piece of property that I want, you know? Yeah, I got some work to do, but it's not impossible, you know? It's going to take a little bit more of a hustle and being more financially responsible. And that's what a bitch is going to do. Uh, so yeah, I want to make some headway with that in the next three months. I also want to take my health into overdrive Yes, fitness is a part of that, but uh, like gym membership is not what I'm referring to. A bitch has been on her Orange Theory grind uh, for a few months now. No, it's 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 like nutrition. It's drinking more fucking water. I think everybody who's close to me is always like, "Bitch, did you drink water today?" But yes, nutrition, vitamins, water, the whole shebang. Ashwagandha pills. Ashwagandha. Clean out your closet. Mental health. Physical health. Emotional health. All of that. 
I my third goal is to get closer with my family. It's weird. I am close to my family, but especially since I'm about to like move, move, I want to spend more time with them and I want it to be more, you know, about them. I want to, I want to be more comfortable with them. That sounds weird because I mean, I fart in front of my family all the time. It's not like I want to be comfortable that way. It's like, which is a big deal for Brianna, by the way, Brianna <laughs> does not fart or shit in front of anyone. Never. Brianna doesn't shit. Sorry, I shouldn't have even said that out loud. She, no, I don't. I can tell you're looking at me like, I don't do that. I really don't. Meanwhile, I will have full-on <laughs> conversations with the Everybody door Everybody knows about <laughs> I talk about my bowel movements that is, very that often. Is, it is quite literally every single person I've ever dated in my entire life has tried and failed to catch me or smell me. Anyways, moving on. I feel like you and I have been just like not I don't want to say living in limbo, but we've been in definitely like a chrysalis, like a holding pattern for a while. And by the way, our lives far from perfect. I think how many times a day do we call each other and just like crying, laughing, laughing, crying? I'm like, how many baths have you taken today, Ray? <laughs> oh my god. If I take more than one bath, it's been a day. If I have taken more than one bubble bath. Ray needs to talk to someone. But also because- if Ray hasn't taken a bath, then I know things are really fucking bad because that means that she hasn't gone out of bed. Because this bitch bathes. This bitch takes baths. Wow, this season has been... This is going to be always be special to me for the rest of our seasons and days because it's the first. It's like your first time, you know? It's like losing your virginity. I like just imagine us being, you know, like in our late 50s, glass of tequila one ice cube tequila soda maybe and we just <laughs> press play i mean our kids are gonna listen to this one day oh man we're fucked <laughs> but also our kids are fucked try to get away with shit i dare you junior i dare mm. you hey look we ray and i are still totally figuring out this whole podcast brand thing but we are going to invest some more time in our socials. We're launching a website. We are going to be way more involved in the Instagram. Talk to us. DM us. Don't forget your trauma is a tremendous treat. Treat your trauma like a tremendous treat. Say that five times fast. It built you into the strongest person you are today. And I think the biggest thing we want to say is people that have experienced trauma and have experienced hard times, it makes you who you are. And it makes you that strong, badass person who appreciates life differently. Who, differently. Who strives for life differently. Strives you're for life differently. You're fucking badass. And honestly, if your journey is difficult, if if life is fucking hard, if you're in a rock bottom, because we've talked a lot about rock bottoms this season, you're on the right path. And if things are getting difficult, it means that things are about to take the fuck off. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> we will see you on the other side of that midnight for you because, you know, the darkest day bruised the brightest dawns. I don't know. Now we're just rambling because we're drunk. But I feel like you hopefully know what we're getting at. Follow us on Instagram to stay tuned for next season at Strong Coffee Club. Follow us on Apple Podcasts at Strong Coffee. Please leave us five stars. And a nice cheeky little review and see you next season, baby. See you next season. Yeah.